Welcome to the Deeper You Go, the Weirder It Gets. I'm your host, Garrett Reynolds. So this is ceremony number seven, recap. And this ceremony occurred on Thursday, January 26th and was recorded the next morning on Friday, January 27th. So this was the second to last ceremony for my first stint down at Niwe Rao and you know, the night started off a little rough, but I had a big breakthrough and a big connection with Ayauma. So, uh, really excited about that. And without further ado, enjoy the episode. Okay, so this is a recap of Ceremony 7, which occurred on Thursday, January 26th. So, it has been a long time since I've been a little apprehensive to drink ayahuasca, but after what happened to me on Tuesday night, the last ceremony, I, I was not going to lie, I was a little gun-shy and wondered if the black magic energy that I dealt with would come back with the same intensity. But, you know, I've never been one to back down from a challenge or a fight, so I was also eager to get back on that horse and ride again. So I started the, knife off, started the night off at, per usual with Paquito Moss and... Much like Tuesday night, I started feeling the effects of the medicine within 20 minutes and started to get nauseous again. <laughs> and so I dealt with the I dealt with the nausea for about 40 more minutes. When right as they called for seconds, I managed to get a little purge out, and this was a unsatisfying purge. And it definitely gave me some mild discomfort, but. I knew there was still more to come. So shortly after seconds, I was called for my song. So this time, compared to the last two nights, I was one of the first people to be sung to. And my intention for this night was to have the black magic energy cleaned off me, to have my energetic protection increased, and to continue to develop my songs. So on this night, Miguel was singing to me and was just going to town removing the the bad energy off of me as he sung i could feel the bad energy just flying off his song was like a jackhammer just pounding away at the energy just chipping away at it and at one point i at one point i even started to purge a little bit but like earlier it was it was kind of a small purge and it only gave me uh, some temporary relief and so then as he wrapped up a song i was feeling a little woozy and wobbly so then i get back to my mat and try to settle myself but then about 5 minutes later i grabbed my bucket and then i i managed to have three intense purges and let me tell you they were insane and uh but they also felt amazing so after after i was done i had this huge sense of relief just kind of wash over me and I knew that whatever that was, that it definitely needed to come out. So feeling really good about that. Uh, so yeah, like I was saying, I was feeling feel, feeling a great sense of relief, but I was also feeling physically weak. The last two weeks here have been extremely intense, and and also I haven't been eating as much food as I normally would, and really haven't been sleeping all that great. So so yeah, I. I was feeling good on one hand, but on the other hand, my defenses felt like they were down. Um, so then this uh, particular woman, a uh, long-term dieter, started singing. And I think, about it, I think I talked about this in an earlier recap, 
but her songs are like kryptonite to me. I can't stand them. Not because they don't sound good. They they sound fine, and I'm sure some people might even think that they sound quite pleasant. But see, I don't like them because she has bad medicine and doesn't understand what she's doing. Her intentions are backwards, and she's confused by the process. See, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, but Niwe Rao is kind of different than most other centers, as it is Shipibo-owned and operated. And the shaman, the Ayahuasqueros, they live here full-time with their families. This is their home, and basically we come onto their property, and they do ceremonies. And so because of this and ricardo's reputation as one of the best ayahuasqueros in the in the world niwe rao has become more of a school for aspiring ayahuasca practitioners than it is as than it is as a standard healing center so so right now as i'm here over half the mats in the maloka are dedicated to long-term dieters and you know this is partly the same reason why I'm here. It's to learn as opposed to get healing. And so this learning environment makes Niwe Rao a very unique place. And and of course, like everything, it comes with pros and cons. See, the pros to this are, they should be obvious. It's Niwe Rao provides a learning environment unlike any other place that I'm aware of. And when it comes to working with, I, when it comes to, so Niwe Rao provides a learning environment unlike any other place that I'm aware of, especially when it comes to ayahuasca and plant medicines. The cons, well, the the school environment is... The, the major con is the school environment is kind of far from perfect. And unfortunately, it is more like a high school than a top-notch learning center. And what I mean by that is more of, it's not that the information being taught is great, but it's more that the environment is kind of toxic and maybe even a little childish. See, every one of the long-term dieters, well, I shouldn't say everyone, but... Um, Many of them are are striving for Ricardo's attention and praise so badly that they will do almost anything to stand out. And this can include singing loudly in ceremony when you are far from ready, um, energetically attacking each other, and even practicing black magic. And see, when I came down here, I was told by a good friend who has been trained about 10 years ago, who trained 10 years ago down here to stay away from the long-term dieters and to not get pulled into their shit. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, with within one day of being here, I overhear a long-term dieter complaining that he thinks someone is trying to steal his diet. So from the moment I arrived without even trying, I was thrust into Ayahuasca High School. Um, and look, I understand a lot of this sounds crazy and (laughs) that's because it is but i i first want to say that i'm not necessarily bagging on this place and if you're a regular passenger who needs healing i would still say that this is a good place and if you find yourself as just a regular person needing healing um i believe it is fairly easy to avoid this kind of high school type drama 
Uh, but I'm bringing this up because, one, it's not only interesting, but it it has an impact on my journey. And it is also relevant as to why those woman's songs were so bad and making me sick. And so I plan on talking more about this in a future episode where I have more time to kind of put my thoughts together. You know, I need the dust to settle and, and me to really think about this in more depth. So um, I'm just trying, I'm just bringing this up to kind of provide some context. So anyway, she starts singing and and once again, like the night before, I immediately start feeling like I'm being poisoned. I then start kind of singing my protection song in my head, and I also call on Iuma for help. And so Iuma comes in and starts showing me how to build better protection. It starts fortifying me and making me stronger. And the more, the more she sung, the stronger I got. And see, this is one of those things, like this is part of the learning process and what it means to learn and communicate with plants and part of the reason why I'm dieting Iuma in the first place. I think I've mentioned that, that Iuma teaches you how to navigate the shamanic world, teaches you how to build protection, and it becomes an ally for you against other types of energies. So pretty cool stuff and so like i was saying the more she's saying the stronger i got and then i and then at one point i had this like he-man for those of you that know who he-man is i had this he-man type transformation where i went from a mere mortal to a superhero and words can't explain what i saw and felt during this transformation but once i popped out on the other side i felt like i was untouchable her songs which went which were earlier were really making me sick, felt nothing more than just a extremely mild annoyance. Um, also, and you know, before I go any further, I do want to uh, be really clear that I am not insinuating in any way that she was directly attacking me with her songs. In fact, I do not believe that that at all. I believe that her her songs were making me sick because her med- her medicine and her energy are off and I have my suspicions as to why that is but again that's for another time once I can kind of think about that a little bit more so yeah just wanted to make that clear um I'm not acting like I'm so important that she needs to directly attack me um so so anyway, after I transformed into a superhero, I spent the rest of the ceremony observing the room and learning from the songs and just kind of listening to the songs being sung and learning. And so it was a great feeling, especially because literally the ceremony before, I had found myself face down in the sand feeling like a broken man who had no business being here to now feeling like I was the biggest, strongest presence in the entire room. Um, And, you know, this is a great reminder for anyone listening and also for myself that this is how ayahuasca works. It breaks you down. It strips you down to nothing, makes you hit rock bottom and then rebuilds you better and stronger before. So, yeah, so that's it. You know, very good very good ceremony kind of helped me 
feel better, build my confidence back up. And so I've got my last ceremony tonight and then uh, I make the journey back home. So see how it goes. See you on the other side. Thank you.